The last seven years have been the warmest on record in the history of our Earth. 2020 tied the mark for the highest average global temperatures we've seen since recording this data. Climate change is a problem that is at the forefront of our world issues and is something which will need to be worked on if human civilization plans on continuing its everlasting reign on Earth. Recently, the leaders of the majority of the world's nations met for the annual COP conference in Glasgow, Scotland, as they looked to hash out new deals and solutions to old problems. Penn State students at the Belisario School for Communications were able to collaborate with young scholars from the University of Strathclyde. The Strathclyde students were in the thick of COP26 and were able to share just how much they were affected by all the world's leaders meeting in their own backyard. Louise Teschner is a German student at the University of Strathclyde who has been living in Glasgow during COP26. I was able to talk to Louise about his ability to educate others on this event and allow listeners to gain a better understanding of what the conference really offered. On the latest episode of Comp Talk Across the Pond. What, on a daily basis, what were your experiences like with COP and did it affect your daily life at all? Um, so before the event started, it was really interesting to me whether there was going to be an impact um, on my daily life or whether it was just going to be an impact through me actually getting involved through my uh, university class. Um, we did a Vox Pop um, with a few people from Glasgow and one of them actually was a Parisian woman who had been in Paris for COP21, and she said that there was no impact on her daily life then, so she didn't expect the, that there would be a did impact in Glasgow. And I think that kind of came true. Like, if you didn't want to get involved, you didn't have to, because most of the events were quite confined to the venue that was not in the city center. Um, so you had to really go there in order to get involved. And apart from that, like most of Glasgow was pretty much the same. There was a lot more police um, in general, just because I feel like my, my guess is because so many important people were in town. Um, and obviously we had the two days of um, where the huge climate marches were, but I wasn't in town for those. So I didn't really see those either. So the like daily life impact was quite little actually. So you brought up uh, something I wanted to mention, which was, I know there was some protests that had gone on in the city and obviously that was something that you know could have been expected but at the same time you never know how exactly you know people are gonna carry out these protests if it can turn violent you know was that a threat to the people in Glasgow and was there any fear? I don't think so I've only been living in Glasgow for mm, two months now and I feel like for some reason, there's always some kind of protest in Glasgow. There's so many people, like every week, there's some reason the people are on the streets. So I feel like people are quite used to protests going on. Um, obviously not on the scale that the climate war march was, but um, still, I feel like people kind of were ready for it. And also a lot of people that I know wanted to participate anyway. Um, and also like 
I remember in Germany there was um in the and at the G20 summit there that was quite a lot of protests that turned violent and like cars burned and all that. Um, but with climate marches, I feel like they turn violent quite rarely. There's I feel like there's not that big of a debate there because most people who turn up to these like protests are like on the same page. It's not that big of an issue of contention. I feel like. Were there any negative effects, you know, of having all these? big world leaders in one place, especially when it's so close to you guys as students. For some reason, there was a helicopter flying over town for like days. And then the, the noise was just a bit annoying, like because helicopters are loud and just having one fly over the city for like days was not the greatest. Apart from that, Obama turned up at our student union. It's one day for some reason. I wasn't there, but that was a weird one. Uh, I don't know why he was really there. <laughs> Um, and then apart from that, let me think. For me, at least, police wasn't really an issue. But obviously, if you're someone who's targeted more by the police, it will be annoying to have literally the entire police of the UK in Glasgow just for one or for two weeks. We always joked about like, if you wanted to commit a crime in the UK, now would be the time because all of the police is in Glasgow right now. I also want to get into the actual you know, summit itself a little more. Mm -hmm. Uh, what were your impressions of, you know, how everything went just from the discussions that occurred? Was there any progress made? What were your impressions based on what you learned over the past few weeks? So I didn't, I never really followed the whole climate conference things because I feel like when the last one occurred, I was too young. Mm -hmm. um, so I never knew what to expect of them. Also, I didn't know that they happened like every year. I thought they only happened like every few years, but there's one every year. They did sign a, like a bunch of new deals. But from what I heard is also that these deals are not enough. Yeah, I feel like it's quite interesting how Greta, she was in Greta Thunberg. She was in Glasgow for, um, I feel like the majority of COP. And I feel like a few years ago, Greta was quite in trying to get in conversation with a lot of the world leaders and by now she's fully turned like we don't like the world leaders are not doing anything we need to do it ourselves which I think is quite interesting how she's like fully lost trust in them I don't think I've like reached that point yet but um yeah like I've seen like most sources that I think are like good um have pretty much slashed the deal for like the what what has come out of COP for being not not enough. Did you feel that you know these people who came, these leaders, were they in a surrounding where they weren't exposed to a lot of the Scottish natives and the Glasgow natives? Were the natives protected from you know the, all the world leaders? So the whole COP thing was divided into two. We had the blue zone and the green zone. And the blue zone was basically where all the deals were made between the world leaders. And then you had the green zone, which was open to everyone, um, who, where people could attend like talks and workshops. And it was just a whole exhibition space um, and the advertisement as well. Um, so I feel like most people who weren't either like journalists as in like, high-ranked journalists or um, politicians weren't able to attend the Blue Zone. Um, so in that way, there was a division. But also, I read a news story about Leonardo DiCaprio, who was obviously in the Blue Zone, rocking up at some random pub and having conversations with Scottish people. So um, I feel like the event itself was quite divided. But um, again, Obama turning up in a university, um, the people did try to get involved. 
I also want to touch on just Scotland hosting the event itself. You know, is this something that you feel promotes, you know, Scotland's nationality or their, are they proud to host this event or what was like the feeling around Scotland at the time when this was going on? I think that's quite interesting because there's always this issue of Scotland hosting slash UK hosting, because in essence, it was not Scotland hosting, but the UK hosting, but because Scotland has such a national feel, it felt like it was Scotland hosting. And that Mm -hmm. is something that I think is very important for the Scottish people, because there was the independence referendum five years ago, which was obviously resulted in um, a stay in the UK. But people still want to, like most people that you talk to want to leave and they're trying to like reach to a point where they can have another referendum and getting like on the international stage, promoting Scotland as Scotland by itself and not as part of the UK is definitely, I think, something that Scottish people are interested in. My last question for you is, you know, from your perspective as a student, is are these the type of things, these conferences and just meeting of world leaders, the type of collaboration that we're going to need in order to yeah, solve these problems and make our world a better place in the next, like we said, 50 years, who knows beyond that? Honestly, if you'd asked me three weeks ago, I would have said yes. Now, not sure. Because I feel like, as I said, like the, the, the thing that Greta Thunberg said with like, it's up to the people, not to the leaders, kind of really resonated with me. And like, it made me think that it's, I, I'm not sure if the world leaders' interest is the same is it, what interest they have in like climate in like saving the climate. So yeah, I'm not sure how much these conferences really do. Like it was obviously a very big event here, but um, I feel like they just gather every five years to tell each other that they didn't really achieve anything, and then like they just make a new deal, and then in five years they meet again to like say the same thing. So I'm not sure. Whether we think that work is getting done or not, COP continues to be a major event and one that could lead to some critical breakthroughs as the climate crisis continues to be of the utmost importance across the globe. On the next episode of COP Talk Across the Pond, Penn State student Connor Donahue speaks with Strathclyde's William Angus about the long-term goals of the COP conference and his thoughts on this year's summit. Join us next time for COP Talk Across the Pond a student conversation between Penn State and the University of Glasgow.